You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome to Locked On Mississippi State, your daily home for Mississippi State Bulldog Athletics News. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on social media. Our two uh, most popular social media platforms are Twitter and Instagram, and both of the handles for those platforms are Locked On Miss State. That's Locked On M-I-S-S-S-T. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well. That's at Taylor Jones underscore underscore. And uh, if you don't have social media but would like to uh, connect with us in some way, uh, either send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, anything about what we're doing at the show or anything that's going on with Bulldog Athletics, you can send it to us via email, LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. I was talking with a buddy of mine who hosts another Locked On SEC show, and he was talking about uh, him having a uh, voicemail. Uh, is that something you guys would be interested in? If so, uh, send us an email, send us a tweet, a message on Instagram, something like that, if that's something that you would be interested in. And uh, maybe we'll have a Locked On Mississippi State voicemail that you can reach us. Uh, just more of the many ways that we're trying to be more uh, accessible to uh, the public and to get our name out there and to try to answer as many questions as we can about the Mississippi State Bulldogs and really anything else going on in the SEC. We love talking about everything going on. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get $10 off your first order. So today is the first show that we've had since the loss on Saturday to Arkansas, a game that just really nothing went Mississippi State's way. They fell 21-14. to A few things we came out of there doing uh, pretty good. Uh, A few things that we'd like to capitalize on. A few things we'd like to work on. Uh, I know the big thing is uh, Kylan Hill not getting very many snaps at all. He left due to uh, what was possibly a concussion. Haven't heard anything new on that front as of the time that we're recording this show. But, you know, you kind of can't help but think that his presence was uh, definitely missed uh, out there on the football field. And... um, yeah, I mean, you know, just what he was able to do last week. Uh, he didn't really get a chance to rush the ball very much, or he did, but didn't really have as much success as he did catching passes out of the backfield. Um, so I feel like we definitely missed him uh, in that game as well. Uh, but one of the big guys that got to capitalize on that was Dylan Johnson. He scored his first career touchdown uh, in the game on Saturday. Had 10 catches, also 9 carries, 89 total yards. Jaquavius Marks had a pretty good day, too. Eight catches and 10 carries for 72 total yards. So that was uh, the two guys that stepped up in his place. Coach Leach had a lot to say about those guys and felt like they stepped up uh, at the times that they needed to. So, you know, maybe we'll see Kylan next week. But if not, you kind of have to like the direction that Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks were able to uh, put Mississippi State in. Uh, but again, it was a 21-14 loss to Arkansas, 1-1 one one on the season. Uh, K.J. Costello, he uh, ended up having a bigger day completion-wise than he did against LSU with about half the yards. Uh, it's kind of crazy to say that he threw for 313 yards, and that was only half as good as he did the week before at Death Valley 
when he threw for 623 yards. Uh, not a good day as far as uh, interceptions are concerned. He only threw one touchdown to three interceptions. He uh, completed 43 of his 59 passes, and that's uh, the first time since 2006 for Mississippi State that they have completed at least 30 passes in consecutive games. And 2015 was probably the last year outside of that that we uh, we saw uh, Mississippi State have a pretty good year throwing the football. We talked about a lot of the records that were broken last Saturday happened in the 2015 season, but in 2015, it was the last time that we saw a state quarterback throw uh, 30 passes uh, or complete 30 passes uh, three times different during the year, but they didn't do it in uh, consecutive games. Of course, that was uh, Mr. Dak Prescott uh, leading the way in uh, in that regard. Uh, a couple more things that happened. Uh, we talked about K.J. Costello breaking his own record, a record that only lasted one week. Uh, he broke his own school record of 36 completed passes. He completed 43 of 59 on Saturday, threw for 313 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Um, one of those being a pick six to open the game, uh, really kind of set the tone, I believe. And uh, the defense had some had some high points, I think, but uh, the two touchdowns that Arkansas caught, I just kind of felt like either they were off guard or they were tired and they just exploited the defense. I don't really know, but things just didn't really go well on those two touchdowns in particular. And Mississippi State just couldn't really get anything going. I mean, how many times do we see them line up uh, at the goal line, or they they had fourth and one. They had fourth and one. Felt like they should have had the touchdown on that one, but they had fourth and one from the goal line. Ended up losing some more yards and giving the ball back to Arkansas. And then there was a punt return that I felt like really could have uh, given Mississippi State some momentum. They had a little bit of time left on the clock, uh, but they fumbled the uh, punt return. And yeah, I mean it was it was just stuff like that that happened all game long. And unfortunately. Uh, didn't go the way of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, another big thing that happened on offense that I was very excited about, you know, I've uh, talked about the uh, quarterback situation. Of course, I'm high on our guy K.J. Costello, very high on Will Rogers, too. Haven't seen him out on the field just yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see him at least one point during the year. Or, you know, even, even if we don't, due to this being the uh, SEC-only year and not uh, many opportunities for garbage time points, not as many as you would normally see against like an Abilene Christian or a South Alabama or, you know, one of those teams where Mississippi State has the chance to be up and you see Will Rogers come in. But Garrett Schrader, he was a guy that uh, during summer camp, uh, he was in the mix for the starting quarterback role. He took over for Tommy Stevens at the end of last year. But, uh, didn't quite make the uh, didn't quite make the quarterback race. He was for sure going to be at least third or fourth on the depth chart. So Coach Leach said, you know, hey, how about we move him to wide receiver? And he did that. He's only been at wide receiver, I'd say, probably two, three weeks now, I would say. And um, he made his first catch on Saturday, which was good. I uh, didn't really see him on the field much against LSU, but he only had one catch, uh, made it for eight yards. Uh, one of nine receivers that uh, caught a pass. I believe it would have been easily 10 if uh, Kylan Hill <laughs> were able to stay in the game. Um, but yeah, Garrett Schrader making his first catch. I thought that was pretty exciting as well. Very proud of Garrett Schrader and uh, making his uh, first catch. We've got a lot more to talk about from the Arkansas game and um, maybe some SEC talk as well as we saw a couple of teams do exactly what they thought they were going to do, and then a couple of teams, just like the Mississippi State Bulldogs, just came out, laid an egg, 
things didn't really go well for them, and uh, we just are slowly starting to get ready for uh, week three of SEC-only play, and uh, that's coming up on Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. You've heard me talk about Built Bars, the low-calorie, low-sugar protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Well, let me tell you something. It was one of those days, guys. It was just one of those days where I was in a hurry. I had probably three or four meetings that I needed to get to, and I just needed to grab something as I could. Grabbed a bottle of water, and I grabbed a Built Bar. Let me tell you about the Built Bar that I had today. It absolutely blew my mind at just how delicious this was. The Coconut Almond Built Bar. My goodness, it is a game changer. It's delicious. Uh, you can definitely feel the flavors of both coconut and almond mixing in with that chocolate and uh, that soft, easy-to-chew bar uh, that the Built Bar has. But gosh, you know, I ate it and was like, this is delicious. There's no way this can be healthy. But hey, it is healthy. Let me tell you about it. It only has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 net carbs. You mean to tell me that a delicious bar with coconut and almond and chocolate only has 5 grams of sugar? Hey, believe it, guys. It's Built Bar. Built Bar has so many more flavors to choose from outside of the coconut almond. They've got uh, 18 amazing flavors. you got some of the 12 OG flavors, including mint brownie, double chocolate toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, and raspberry. They've debuted some new flavors since the last time we've chatted as well, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, the cherry barcia. That's a pretty solid choice as well. And apple almond crisp. As we said, 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're high in protein, high in fiber, low calorie, low sugar, perfect for those that are health conscious. And also for those that are on the keto diet, you do not want to miss a day without having your Built Bar. So what you need to do now, do what I'd like to do. I go in, pick three different flavors. The box that I'm on right now is the cookies and cream, the cherry bar C, and of course the coconut almond that I tried today. You can get a box of three for an awesome low price. And you can get those bars for even lower when you use the promo code locked on at checkout. So when you go to Built Bar, make your purchase, go uh, to the promo code section, type, type in locked on, and you will get $10 off your next order. Again, use the, use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Built Bar, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off your first order. Locked On Mississippi State, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're recapping the game on Saturday against the Arkansas Razorbacks, where the Dogs fell to 1-1 one one on the year after falling to Arkansas by a score of 21-14. to uh, We talked a little bit about uh, offensively some things we liked, some things that we felt like needed to be worked on, and just kind of you know following some trends, some things that uh, didn't quite go as well against Arkansas as they went against LSU. And, you know, going back to uh, when we had John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks on the show, he was telling us about just the uh, overall atmosphere change, the attitude change that we saw from uh, Sam Pittman that he was hired at Arkansas. And in my opinion, you know, taking out Coach Leach, you know, he also asked me when I joined his show last week, was uh, out of the three new coaches outside of Coach Leach, that's Lane Kiffin, that's Sam Pittman at Arkansas, that's Elijah Drinkwitz at Missouri, I told him that I thought Sam Pittman had the best chance of staying at his institution for a lot longer. 
uh, because I feel like with Lane Kiffin, he's kind of a wild card. I think that Lane Kiffin is a guy that he can either have two or three really good years and then somebody else will hire him, or he could have two or three really bad years and he could be left at the airport following a road game like he was against USC. Uh, Laya Drinkwitz, I feel like he has the capability of being a really good head coach. He just still has a lot to prove to me. And Sam Pittman's the same way. He doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have any coordinator experience at all, if I'm not mistaken. He's taken over the Arkansas job. He was a part of the staff that was uh, that was uh, Brett Bielema's staff. So he knows this university. He knows this program. And he's definitely got the attitude and the swagger, I believe, to uh, really carry that program and to really get them to buy into what they're doing. I don't know if uh, you guys followed him when he was at Georgia, but every time that they got a big-time commit, he would post a video. I can't, uh, I can't imitate what he says, but it was along the lines of, Yes, sir. I mean, he would do stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So when he got that head coaching job, and you could just see the emotion during his introductory press conference, you knew that this guy wanted to be at Arkansas. He wanted to do things that uh, many coaches before him had not been able to do, especially very recently. Uh, Chad Morris, uh, not a guy that's uh, very liked in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and we'll you know talk a little bit about this later. Not very liked in Auburn, Alabama <laughs> right now either. Things did not go well for his new team, the Auburn Tigers, in their uh, game on Saturday against the Georgia Bulldogs. We'll talk a couple of uh, talk about a couple of things that happened defensively for uh, Mississippi State, including Errol Thompson. He had 13 tackles in the loss. It's uh, at least 10 tackles in the uh, in two straight games. It's a pretty big day for him. Aaron Brule, Nate Pickering had uh, really good days as well. They each picked up a sack. Brule also had a fumble recovery. So a good day on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, the one guy that uh, we really are, are keeping an eye on the le- next couple of days, Coach Leach, will be talking to the media today. We'll have a full recap of that on tomorrow's show, so be sure to uh, listen for that. Try to have those shows available at 6 a.m. every weekday morning. So be on the lookout for that as we have his uh, recap, uh, re- recap his press conference uh, from today. But Kylan Hill... Uh, tried to get an update on him. Haven't really heard anything one way or the other. He uh, seemed like he was okay on the sidelines following uh, getting knocked uh, getting knocked out of the game. But uh, you want to, you of course want to be safe. You want to keep a guy like him uh, as safe and away from injury as much as you can. So it wouldn't surprise me if we hear reports that he's practicing towards the end of the week and he'll be ready to go for that Kentucky game on Saturday. So that is our next opponent, the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, we'll be going to Kroger Field. You have no idea how many times I had to practice saying Kroger Field instead of Commonwealth Stadium before this episode because I'm still not used to it being Kroger Field. But anyway, the dogs are going to Lexington. They lost to Ole Miss in overtime, 42-41. That game, uh, getting, uh, that game wrapping up about the time that State's game kicked off. Uh, so I wasn't able to watch the uh, the end of that game but um, yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't able to defeat the Rebels at home last weekend. They lost forty two forty one. So they welcome in Mississippi State, coming in at zero and two. Their losses, of course, to Mississippi State in overtime, and they lost to Auburn in Week One. So uh, we'll start our Kentucky prep uh, coming up next week. I'm looking forward to uh, previewing the Kentucky game. We're going to be having a, a special guest join us uh, a little later in the week. 
and his name is Nick Roush. Nick Roush from Kentucky Sports Radio will be joining us on the Thursday Locked On Mississippi State show to help us preview the Mississippi State-Kentucky game, kind of like we had John Neighbors on from Locked On Razorbacks, just trying to get some insight on what's happening in Lexington ahead of the game. One thing I'm very curious to uh, ask him about is when are we going to see Joey Gatewood? Joey Gatewood, the transfer from Auburn that mysteriously didn't get cleared to play at Kentucky until after they played Auburn to open the year. I, I don't really know what uh, what happened there, but maybe Nick Roush from Kentucky Sports Radio can uh, give us some insight on that and everything else going on in Kentucky Wildcat football ahead of the game. We're going to be talking about some other games that happened on Saturday, including the Ole Miss-Kentucky game and uh, we talked about uh, Chad Morris's uh, first road game with the Auburn Tigers as offensive coordinator on the Plains and just how uh, well that game went. We'll recap every game that went on in the SEC over the weekend. Coming up in just a few moments, this is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Final segment of the Monday show of Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Again, if you'd like to Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. That handle is Locked On Miss State, Locked On M I S S S T, on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you will get $10 off your first order. Again, our show tomorrow is going to feature some highlights from Coach Leach's press conference. It's going to be going on today. We're going to be recapping that uh, tomorrow. So we're going to be talking a little bit about some SEC games that uh, went on uh, during the uh, during the weekend. Every team was uh, every team was playing. Uh, we'll first start with our opponents that we'll be facing this week: the Kentucky Wildcats falling forty-two forty-one to the Ole Miss Rebels, just a game that they couldn't quite pull away from, and uh, they ended up uh, falling. Arkansas defeated Mississippi State 21-14, unfortunately. Uh, Mississippi State just couldn't capitalize on, or they couldn't really, there, there were a couple mistakes that Arkansas really capitalized on, and even the ones they didn't really truly capitalize on, you know, just like the uh, the fumbled punt there at the end. I mean, I felt like Mississippi State had another good shot at Getting towards the end zone, but uh, you know, fumbling the football there and allowing Arkansas to run out the clock—it's just, uh, just not good. It's it's not good at all. Uh, Mississippi State tried to go towards the end zone at the end, but uh, just didn't quite have enough time to really slow down and take things in. The LSU Tigers got back on track by defeating LSU on Saturday, forty-one to seven. That game in Nashville. In this game, probably outside of our game, probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. Georgia was a six-point favorite over Auburn. They ended up winning 27-6. Bo Nix and the Auburn offense scoring no points, all of their six points coming off the leg of Anders Carlson. Uh, Stetson Bennett really stepping up again for Georgia. He did the same thing against Arkansas last week. So maybe I'm beginning to think that Stetson Bennett may be the guy in Athens. That's not a uh, not a household name. He's definitely not a JT Daniels or a Jamie Newman, but you've got to give the guy some respect. You've got to give the guy some uh, some props here. I know they'll be playing Alabama real soon, so <laughs> maybe he'll be the guy going into Alabama. Maybe they can do some things in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Florida defeated Carolina 38-24. to That was one of the games I watched almost the whole way through. The only time, the only reason I didn't watch the whole way through 
is uh, because I was picking up some wings for uh, later on in the day and had to step out. Um, but Florida looking very good. Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts again uh, doing very well, but uh, Carolina holding their own. Uh, they're still 0-2. Uh, maybe uh, we'll see them get back on track real soon. Tennessee looking very good against Missouri. That was another game that I got to see a pretty good bit of, uh, kind of flipping back and forth and uh, listening to it on uh, the radio and uh, and and all in Tennessee again, uh, thirty-five to twelve. Things are starting to look pretty good in the uh, Jeremy Pruitt era, and I'm looking forward to seeing just how well they do. And then the big game that I didn't really see going well for Texas A&M and Kellen Mond is uh, Alabama defeating the Aggies in Tuscaloosa, fifty-two twenty-four. Uh, Jimbo Fisher not back. Will he? end up having a pretty good year now that he's got Alabama out of the way. Uh, may, maybe he will. He's still got to deal with LSU. He's still got to deal with us. Um, can't remember who all they got to play cross-divisionally. I know they struggled with Vanderbilt to open the year at home. Um, but, yeah, just some, uh, again, you know, Jimbo Fisher, just not uh, not having as much success as he normally would. I think if A&M were still in the Big 12, they'd probably be happy right now with uh, what they were able to do. But, uh Texas A&M falling to Alabama 52-24. Again, those scores from the weekend. Ole Miss 42, Kentucky 41 in overtime. Arkansas 21, Mississippi State 14, LSU 41, Vanderbilt 7. Georgia 27, Auburn 6, Florida 38, Carolina 24, and Tennessee 35, Mizzou 12, Alabama 52, Texas A&M 24. That's going to do it for our Monday show. Tomorrow we'll be hearing from Coach Mike Leach giving you a full recap of what he said during his uh, weekly press conference as we slowly get you prepared for Kentucky week. Kentucky is going to be hosting us on Saturday night at 6.30. That game will be on SEC Network to the same time, but we get the big network this time. We don't get the alternate channel. We get the big network, uh, the SEC Network, on uh, 6.30 on Saturday night, Kentucky at two and two, Mississippi State at one and one. Maybe we'll get some good news about Kylan Hill. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, maybe some answers as to you know what uh, he saw in the game against Arkansas and how they can improve. That was one thing that he talked about last week was just not having that letdown game. We've got to you know find, we got to you know take care of some mistakes that did happen in the LSU game, and uh, hopefully that they will not uh, continue to happen as uh, the year goes on. But we thank you for listening to today's show. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, that's at LockedOnMissState, LockedOnMissST. And you can also send us an email, LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. Tomorrow's show will be the Coach Leach Press Conference Review. Wednesday, we'll have Bart Heights joining us to give his thoughts on Kentucky Week. Thursday, Nick Roush from Kentucky Sports Radio will be joining us to help preview the Mississippi State-Kentucky game coming up this Saturday. And Friday will, of course, be our Maroon Friday show where we give you everything that you could possibly know and everything you could possibly need to know ahead of the game on Saturday. So until next time, have a great day, everyone. Hell State, talk again tomorrow.